This is a pint-sized media podcast production. Hello and welcome to Janet Generally Speaking, the podcast that shares exclusive conversations with women who are making their mark in the world. The podcast shares their unique stories, experiences and perspectives, giving you insight into their journey and the lessons they have learned. Created and hosted by me, communications professional and business owner, Janet Gerica. Let's chat. Today I'm chatting with Jodine Scher, um, somebody I met many, many years ago when we both worked on a, a, the same client um, in different capacities. And um, Jodine's had a fantastic journey in the last couple of years since COVID. And I thought that you would want to know about her journey. You would want to to hear the successes that she's made in her journey. Um, so welcome, Jodine. It's so great to be here. Hi, Janet. First of all, let's go back to pre-COVID and yeah. talk about the digital marketing business that you had. Um, did you start that uh, because you knew that you were an entrepreneur and had a business background? Or was it out of necessity, which some entrepreneurs start their business because that's the way it is? So by the time I started the social media agency, I had been an entrepreneur for years and years. Right. I knew... I grew up with entrepreneurial parents, mm. and then I literally gave corporate six months straight. I, I studied secretarial. That's what I thought I was going to do. And I was then working for my mother by the time, I mean, I wasn't even 20 yet. Yeah. So I opened my first business at uh, in 2000. Okay. So by the time I uh, got to the social media agency, it's interesting because I was offered an opportunity because of what I was doing. Yes. In my own capacity as yeah. a blogger and as an influencer. And that's a big part of how I've structured a lot of what I've done. I've said yes. yes. I've said yes and then figured it out. And <laughs> yeah. Yes, I could do anything yeah. And, yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it's a beautiful story. I was an influencer blogging for the Joburg Theatre. Yeah. Um, and they called me in for a meeting one day and they said, we want to incorporate more social media. Do you want to um, run it? Yeah. So I went back to my business partner and I said, well, if I can do it for myself, I can do it for them. Exactly. Because we're in people development. We're in change yeah. management. Yeah. Um, and that was my first client. And then I got approached by Persia when they had a crisis. And before I knew it, I had a social media agency. Yes. Yeah. And 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 then COVID. And then COVID. Sure. And so what was so interesting is that I ended up specializing in industries. Yes. The exact industries that took such a huge knock. It That's was exactly what happened to me. Yeah. yeah. Exhibitions, yeah. theatres, events, anything to do with productions mm -hmm. and launches. And um, my business partner and my accountant, literally, they said to me, look, do you think you can replace all the clients within three months? Because if you can't replace all the clients within three months, you're not going to have any money. But the business won't have any money. You won't have money to retrench the staff. How did you feel at that stage? Because, I mean, that is, oh, first of all, we were dealing with something that was completely unknown. In the very beginning, we thought it was going to be 16 days and that yeah. was the end of it. Yeah. Um, so so how, how did you emotionally come to terms with something that you'd really built for so long? I... First of all, you know my connection and my bond mm. with my team. I mean, I just absolutely loved my team with all my heart and soul. Um, 
but there was a part of me that was already a little bit frustrated that I never had time to do the other side of my yes. business, which is what I'm doing full time now. Um, so it was very mixed feelings. Mm. It was, look, so when we talk later about what I do now, being so connected into the astrology and the numerology, yeah. I... I knew that this wasn't a short-term thing. I knew that something big was going to change, and it's based around how we deal with money and what what we do. Um, but I was devastated, and I, I the yeah. amount of tears I cried when I when I knew that I had to retrench the staff. Yeah, but it was an interesting time because um, you couldn't just retrench. If if your business was still going, you had to take the the. Um, furlough whatever yes. ours was you had to take that option so my accountant said either you have to close chat factory th- yeah. close the division of chat factory or you have to put your staff on um on the furlough that yeah we had but nobody can afford that at, at you know, yeah so there was so much else happening to everybody yeah. at the time yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was, I, I just knew I had to retrench. Yeah. I knew I had to retrench and then I knew that I also had to close chat factory. And then it was the opportunity to sit and ask myself, which I always do. Um, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. We get what we, we get what we need, not what we want. Yeah. And I had to figure out why this was what I needed yeah. as much as I at that time thought I didn't want it. Right. But if I tell you I cried, like I cried, oh, to the, the retrenchment process. It's horrible in any situation. Yeah. And we, and there was a labor lawyer. She was lovely. And she said, I'm going to sit in uh, on the Zoom. And I said to her, you can't sit in. She was like, no, I have to sit in. It's the way it works. And I, you can't even <laughs> understand the negotiation. <laughs> I was like, listen. These are, this is my team. I can't do this to them. So she put all these strict instructions in place and you have to record it. Yeah. But I did that retrenchment on my own, alone with my girls. I didn't even want my business partner there because um, I worked so closely with them as a team. You can hear, oh, it was so hard. Yeah, yeah. And they were beautiful. They were amazing. They were like, Joe, it's no reflection on us. It's no, no. reflection on you. Um but by that time, we all knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was three phone calls. Three phone calls from clients all saying indefinitely yeah. on hold. Yeah. And and that was it. And it, then it was a ticking time bomb because if I took too long, I wouldn't have money to pay them out yes. or for me to yeah, survive. Yeah. And I had to pick for me to survive and, you know, trust that they would find things that made them happy and they all they, they've got beautiful jobs okay. you know they yeah. you refer to your business partner mm. how does what is what is that Who it's is the most <laughs> it's the most beautiful beautiful unusual story so we have been his name's greg greg arthur he's um born south african but british um heritage um and we have been best friends for since 2004 right and then I studied years ago when I studied all my different modalities of things. Um, we realized that we just, there were so many things that we had in common. And in 2009, we opened Lifeology together. Okay, yeah. He was still in corporate. He then left. And it's been an amazing journey. And um, he is incredible at change management. And the opportunities were limited in South Africa. So he... Seven years ago, he left for the UK. Right. And a lot of people ask us now, because 
it, Greg could not do what I do. I right. cannot do what he does. Right. Um, we're in different countries, and everyone says, what's the point? Like, what's the point? Yeah. But th- the point is that um, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't brave what I brave. He wouldn't be who he is. He wouldn't brave who he is. And we just have an incredible partnership, an incredible, yeah. incredible business partnership and friendship. And, yeah, very special. And let's talk about strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to err on the side of strength and say, what are, you, what are your innate strengths that, that have allowed you previously to to be involved and build those businesses and have staff. I mean, and I, I know it's the mm. one thing that I steer away from or shy yeah. away from yeah. is 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 running a team. So I I absolutely love this question because what I do now is I help people identify their innate traits. So yeah. many people don't know their strengths no. and don't know their re- their weaknesses and I, I've worked worked really hard to know who I authentically am. So this question is very special to me because um, I am I am innately brave. I am innately brave and I am innately pioneering. Okay. So I'm very happy to try we'll saying that when we go a little yes. bit further. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I, that's why I say yes the way I do. Right. I just say yes because uh, there's something gets me excited about having to figure it out, and when I figure it out, I learn so much more about myself. So, yes. um, so that's for me a big thing. I, I didn't think I needed staff, and then it grew. So I said, let me take on staff, and then figured out how to have staff. <laughs> uh, so that is At that stage of run for hills. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My um. My dad was an interesting character. He he tried a whole lot of things that a whole lot of people thought he was crazy to try. And I always admired him for it, you know, and some of them failed dismally. Right. And I have three businesses that I've closed along the way, yeah, you know, yeah. but I gave it a good shot and, um, yeah, just leaped in. So one of my things is I'm not afraid to say no. I'll figure it out. Mm. Um I do have to jump to a weakness because my weakness is don't make me do it alone. <laughs> That's why the business partnership is but, so important. Yes. But I think I think you can do anything if you have someone to to hold your hand, not not to pull you through yeah. or to push you through, but to walk beside. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't believe that we're supposed to know everything. We're not supposed to be able to do every single aspect of a business. It's exhausting. No. It's absolutely okay. exhausting. Like anyone who thinks that you must be the bookkeeper and the salesperson and the it's you lose you lose focus and what happens is my fear is that I'll lose passion. Yes. So it's always okay. been important for me to yeah. make sure that I have the right team around me so that I don't lose the passion and don't lose the nerve because yeah. it, it can, it definitely can go. Um, and the other thing about me that I rely on a lot is that I am so completely down to earth. Mm. There's no, there's, I've never gotten into the space of I am a businesswoman. I mean, I studied to sit on boards of directors. I saw that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And in all of that, in all of that, when I was, I was vice chair um, on a board for a while, and when we all got together, it was, it always started off with, how is everyone? Life is tough. The world yes. is tough. Are you all okay? Do we yeah. know? You, there's, 
I have no concept of this is work and, and, and this is life and you need to separate the two. Right. I have no concept of that. And I post that on LinkedIn. A lot of times I tell the story of whoever's become a dear special friend to me. But it started off as a business call and I'm the one who goes, are you, how are you? Yes. How are you genuinely? Yeah. And I think it's such a, I, I love that, I love that trait about myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So who is Jodine? <laughs> you know, we've we've now we've chatted through a whole lot of stuff, and I think we start we are we getting to know you. But who are you? Okay. I, first of all, I love who I am. It's taken so long for me to be able to embrace it. And right. the best way to describe me is I am seriously like just this. I'm a real mix of different things. Mm. I am. Um, my key word is free spirited. Like right. I'm completely free spirited. Uh, I am extremely principled and highly, mm. highly moral. Um, my nephews will tell you I don't have a great sense of humor. Um, <laughs> and I'm someone who's learned to be healthy, learned to take mm. care of myself, learned to prioritize what's important. Something I'm going to start talking about more is... I chose not to have children. I um, chose, I tried twice and thought marriage was a good idea, but caught myself before <laughs> I went down that road. I'm not saying that for some people it doesn't work. It connects into my free spiritedness. Um, and it's also not to say that there's not special people who yeah. come and go in my life and that I'm not, as far as I'm concerned, one of the greatest aunties that anyone could ask for. Um, but but the real thing about me is I chose, I'm really so free-spirited. I didn't, and now I'm starting to realize that um, it's because I'm aligned with the world. The world is changing and yeah. people are starting to ask themselves, do I need this? Do I need it? Why do I need yeah. this? Who am I? Yeah. yeah. So there's also a part of me that thinks I'm a little bit of an energetic futurist, you know, yeah. like uh, it feels like I've been ahead of the game with a lot of things one of my most frustrating things when we were together in the industry, you and I, was I was trying to get my clients to just, can we just Skype? Do we all have to go into the office mm. every time? No, nope, you have to come into the office every time. So yeah. by the time COVID happened, I was so <laughs> relieved because I was like, oh, now the world's catching up. I've never had offices. Yeah, and no, all the time no. I've have had a business, I've never had offices. And then I'm vegan. I'm plant-based vegan. Yeah. I've lost a fortune of weight from it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. So, so before we, we go on to the sort of the next chapter, what is your mantra? Do you have a daily mantra? I have a daily mantra. I have a daily mantra. And I give it to my clients because it's such a special one. So I, every morning as I wake up, I say I'm open and receptive to anything that comes my way today. Okay. Because I know that it's in perfect alignment with what I desire. Yeah. But it's also so such good advice to anybody, which you know, sort of anybody in as as an entrepreneur, male male or female. But I think particularly female, because there are so many things that that we believe hold us back. Absolutely, uh, which are usually not true. Yes. So tell us, tell us. I know your weight journey started. A little bit earlier than becoming a nomad yes, yes, and, and yes, all yes, of yes. that, and you've recently done a blog post. Yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. So tell us how how did all of that start, and is that part of your journey to to where you are today? So it's a huge part of it. I grew up always being the overweight 
kid, even though when you're younger, you, when I look back and I was like, I would have been fine if I just stayed like that. But yeah. in comparison to everyone else, I was still overweight. Um, uh, there's just a family history. I mean, mm. we, as siblings, were all overweight. My father was very big. Um, and the one thing about me is, I've said it, freedom is such a big thing. I'm going to tell you my nomad story as well. Yes. And I had two travel experiences mm-hmm. and then and then what happened to me in the social media world and all three of them are very important. So in the social media world I I became an influencer yeah. early on, like two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. I was at all these events, hanging out with celebs, thinking, you know, this is just exactly what I want and people were just snapping pictures left, right and centre and posting them everywhere and I was horrified at what I looked like. I was absolutely mm. horrified and mortified at what I looked like. It's easy to pose a picture and take it from the perfect angle and, but yeah. when there's people just And someone else is taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I did a post this week, uh, yesterday and yeah. I put it out. I mean, I was that was when I was at Cliff Central for an interview. I was so I was really overweight. I've lost forty seven kilos. Um so the one that was the one thing and then I, I did a TEDx talk. Um and TEDx put it up. Uh, and I was at my biggest and someone put a comment and said, How can she give advice when she looks like that? Ugh. Which was judgment. heart yeah, judgment and absolutely heart wrenching, absolutely mortifying. TEDx were amazing, they took it down. Um and then there was this process of me going to ask TEDx to take the whole video down. But if you go onto YouTube and you search my name, it comes up top. And yeah. I was I was huge. I was I mean I've lost I'm I'm ten clothes sizes yeah. down. Yeah. You know. And how does your body feel? It's it's so amazing. Yeah. And that's the second part of this of the story is I love travel. Mm. I absolutely love travel. And it was 2015, um, I did a trip with my, with my Greg and another friend and we went to Belgium and um, we, there was this beautiful opportunity to walk up to the top of a, the church and see the church bells, the oldest bells in Belgium and to see the city from the top. Beautiful. 300 stairs. It was it was mortifying for me. It was it was absolutely devastating for me. It was yeah. the hardest thing. I couldn't. I, I can't even explain what it is like to try and get to those the top. And they had they were there ages ago. And then I was angry and upset with them that they hadn't walked with me and they hadn't waited. Yeah. It was just a, like a thousand emotions. I was vegetarian at that stage, and had done quite a lot of research about. Um, there's an incredible doctor that I follow. His name is Doctor Michael Greger, American doctor. He's his um he just talks about how this vegan lifestyle is um is so and it's plant based vegan. It's not I eat Oreos and <laughs> it's plant based vegan. And I sat on the plane. It was the fourth of January. I sat on the plane. My friend next to me decided she was immigrating on that flight and I decided I was coming home and I was one hundred percent turning my life around right and that's and I did like I just I committed to it and I knew that I had to get to the core of why I carry the weight why it was there I went to an incredible psychologist I went to an incredible coach and then I uh, then I got to ask myself you you are a 
you're a transformation coach. <laughs> you guide people to transformation. Why can you not do this yourself? And so now every single thing that I do with people now in their journey of transformation is what I did and how I guided myself yeah. to where I am. Okay. Yeah. And those principles that you that you use, the, the advice that you gave yourself from your learnings and your trainings and that, do you see that as as part and parcel of growing your business and, and growing it? You know, you've said that you, you don't divorce yeah. business from, from personal or, yeah. you know, business life from outside life. So the one must inform the other. And, and do you find that not only have you made a success of yourself, but you're making a better success of your business? Absolutely. Uh, completely and the two are the two are so entwined right. i can't i can't help a client without telling my story i can't yes. there's no advice that i do not use on a daily basis that yeah. i don't give a client and that's what i keep on telling them we're in it together so another part of of spending time with me and me guiding you and me coaching you is i'll tell you where i'm at right i had a client who got she was fired. She's an international client. They can let go of you at any time. Yeah. You know, she was just called into a meeting. She was, she was let oh. go. She was absolutely devastated, but she was angry, like so very angry. Yeah. And I'm in a process at the moment of being so angry with someone. But the core is that both of us are actually hurt. Yes. And we're hurt because we it, we got what was unexpected. We expect to be treated better. We ex she didn't uh. expect to lose her job. I expected that my kindness would be returned. So I tell my story, and I say, now you and I are going to do this together. Like, yeah. how do we, how do we get ourselves back to the foundation of what I guide people to do is to go through a process of faith. So the steps are called faith. And at some point, either you have to focus. Yeah. Right. Find something else to get your mind off. Accept that her and I had to do yesterday. Accept. Ask your intention. And your intention is why. Yeah. Why am I like I am? And that's an important question because the ego cannot answer the question why. <laughs> the ego is irrational. <laughs> yeah. And why is a rational question? And then to go, do I trust myself? Do I trust my universe? And do I trust that life has my back? Do yeah. I trust? And then that if you know you trust yourself and your universe together, and I call it your universe because I work with people of every belief. Yeah. Um, and we incorporate your belief into it. Then if you have that combination, then you grow your intuition. And that's such an important thing. We've yeah. all got to become intuitive. And I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you when we talk about advice for women. Yeah. So based on intuition. And then the big question is, are you happy? And people don't ask that enough. Yeah. You know, and so w someone can babble on for ages with me and then I'm going to go, but are you happy? Does this mm. make you, you happy? Mm. You know, not what the world has told you, you, you need to do that makes you happy. Like what makes you genuinely happy? And that's the tough part of coming to me as a coach, because <laughs> that's what I want to know. And you if you're off track, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting at a um, at a a lunch not so long ago, and someone asked me a question about astrology. So we got into the astrology, and from across the table, this woman shouted out, "She was like, you're the reason why my friend's divorced.'" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I'm the reason why she's divorced." <laughs> yeah, I was just, we, yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us, a lot of people don't live their truth. Yeah, 
Uh, and I think that the older you get, um, the more you start looking for that yeah. and realizing uh, that other people don't need to be in your space or to be part of your truth until you want them to. Absolutely. So what recharges your soul? You've been talking about helping people transform and, and all of that and and not divorcing work and play. But what recharges you? What recharges your soul? It's a beautiful combination of walking and music at the same time. Okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful combination. And it's it genuinely, I have special songs, I have special music, mm. and I... I can walk for ages and ages and ages. And I know that there's other things. And, and when we look at what we expect to recharge our soul, we, you know, it's mine is so personal. So personal. And it's because I listen into the, I listen into the depth of music. Like I really listen in and I, for whatever reason, and not for whatever reason, I, I grew up with my mother very passionate about music, extremely passionate. It, music was always playing in our home. And I remember one of the most devastating moments of her life was that my father was overseas on a trip and Shirley Bassey was playing where he was. And she was absolutely devastated that he told her. She was like, you should never have told me. Like, you should never have told me. I, I was little. I must have been like six or seven. Um, and I'm so yeah. grateful that music was instilled to into us the way that it was. And for whatever reason, I've connected into it. And But I use it, Janet. Like I, There's moments where I'm like, I need this song in my ears right now. Otherwise, something's going to, you know, something's just going to crumble a little bit inside. Um, so that really goes yeah. back to my So that really goes back to my, my question, which is what recharges your soul. Uh, you know, and, and I don't I think always know that answer for myself. I don't always um, know that answer for people, myself. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people do go back to nature and to exercise and to getting away from it all. And I love the fact that you, you know, I come from a, a family where my, I mean, my brother's been a musician um, so, so all his life. So, so hearing that connection to music, and and I do the same thing. I mean, if I've had a bad day. That's rocking. I'm the car the, that's the that's rocking in the traffic because me too. the louder me too. the music, the better. I um and I also yeah. connect songs to experiences. So, so um yeah. at the moment I'm not traveling the way that I want to be traveling. I'm still having an amazing time, but I'm not traveling the way I want to be traveling. So I'm listening to all the music that I was listening to when I was on the subways and on the, you know, taking those long trips um, on the coach and on the trains and all that kind of stuff because it just keeps on reminding me. Um, so I use music in such beauty. I can meditate too. At the moment, my favorite album at the moment is Leanne Rhymes has a new album out. And she has definitely yeah. gone through a very deep spiritual transformation because those songs are incredible. And I can listen to the entire album in meditation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... We haven't spoken so, about, the spoken yeah. about the nomad. Yeah, the nomad so life. That prompted by so COVID that prompted and the by COVID and the free spirit and wanting to 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 just make a change so and, and do things. I think one of the first things that I said to Greg after. COVID, after we had retrenched the staff, and now I was like, it's the opportunity to do what 
lifeology originally was and, and has always been, which is people right. development, and now now's the time for you to be this transformation coach. I used to call myself um I can't even remember now, but like a facilitator to like help people to change. Um, and yeah. it, it was now the opportunity to, to really and truly do that. And I said to Greg, I, just, I don't want to lose anything again. I felt like I just, what I lost was so much. And then I honestly believe, and I tell every single one of my clients, wherever you are now, it is what you need. We've got to figure out why it is what you need. Yes. It might not be perfect, and it might be what you need now to change something, to realize that, you, that there's work to be do, to do. My thing is we've got to figure out how worthy we are. That's our work, to figure out how worthy we are of everything, yeah. of who you're with, of what you do, of how you do it, of how much money comes in. Everything, everything. Your purpose. My big thing with purpose, mm. though, is that it's to feel purposeful in every moment. Because so many people spend mm. their lives searching for their purpose and then miss all the little moments. So it's to truly feel yeah. purposeful. Yeah. Um, and look, I've traveled for years and years and years, and I've been irritating my friends for so long. You know, like I, I want to be more free spirited. I've said I've wanted to live in all different places. Um, and then COVID made the nomadic life more possible. It made the nomadic life more possible. I mean, I'm on a Facebook group that has nearly 500,000 people in it. And all in, in nomads in some kind of different way. Whether they're looking living out of a out of a, a van, they're doing van life, or they've got a visa somewhere. Crossing, um, incredible. Incredible. That's amazing. And all, around the world. all around the world. And all around the, the South world. African community is very small, which is interesting. So I, so I struggle okay. to really yeah. connect with fellow South Africans, but it's fine. Um, I think van life and those kinds yeah. of nomadic And also, are very so I'm part of a house sitting community here that if anything pops up, she gives us the opportunity. Like, do you want to do that? I'm the only full time. Yeah. Um, nomad. So a very important thing to mention is I don't have a car, I don't have a home and that all yeah. happened from uh, the universe orchestrating it because I was supposed to spend three months in the Netherlands and pop over to the UK to see ABBA with, my, with Greg and we had planned it for so long. What I didn't realise and I have traveled a lot. I mean, my passport is full. They changed the law that you don't get a multi-entry Schengen visa. I think they did it in like 2018 or 2019. And because I had gotten Schengen visas for so long, yeah. I didn't even look. Oh, no. I didn't even look. Thank goodness I'm chatty because I landed in the Netherlands. Two days later, I was flying to the UK. Yeah. I was supposed to be there for three days and, and back. And back. And the customs guy was, he was amazing. I see, he said, why are you here so short? I said, oh, no, because I'm just popping over to see Abba and I'm coming back. And he said, you can't come back. You can't come back. I was with this dear friend of mine who I was supposed to spend three months oh. with. So he said, call your friend. And my Ed was like, are you going to pick Abba over me? <laughs> I said, Ed, I've got to. I've got to. Like, I have yeah. to do this. I have to. And I was so brave and 
the guy, he literally had the stamp and he was like, are you sure? Because once I stamped this, like that's it. Yeah. I said, yes, I was sure. Stamped, got across to the other side and just cried. And I did a, I, I did a post straight away because I've been telling my story online yeah. for so many years. Yeah. Been so vulnerable and just said what I feel. And I cried. And people were amazing. People like, were like, you can come stay at me. You can come stay at me. And then I got dear friends who said to me, um, come look after Charlie. They're beautiful, beautiful doggy. And I looked after Charlie and I loved it. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. So the, the path and was, that was set. It. it was set. <laughs> it was set. It was, um, I didn't handle my family in the best way. One of the things that's important to me whenever I work with anyone is you've got to be able, you, no one's 100% right in anything. No. And you've got to be okay to tell, to say where you didn't go right. Exactly. Sometimes I have people where it starts off that they're like, no, 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 it was 100% <laughs> not me at all. <laughs> but I'm happy to say when I'm not right. Yeah, but you, there's always an element of you not being right. Absolutely. I think in any situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And my not being right was I got hold of my family in South Africa and I was like, I'm giving notice to my landlord. I'm selling my car. I lived on my sister's property. It yeah. affected their lives. I expected my sisters to pack everything up. And they did. They were amazing, but it it wasn't it wasn't wholeheartedly fair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we figured it out. We're a beautiful family who can scream and shout at each other until we've said everything we need to say, and then we're okay. So yeah. um, it wasn't the most kind and loving thing to do, but I just made the decision while I was there. So by the time I came back to South Africa, and the only reason I came back, is because if you travel outside of South Africa for more than three months, your medical aid doesn't come yeah. in. So I had to come back. I literally said to the my travel agent, because even though I'm a nomad, I still do it with a travel agent. I'm not, she's brilliant at what she does. Um, I literally landed and the next day my medical aid would have been <laughs> Cutting it fine. Yeah, always, always when it comes to the medical aid. Um, and that's why I'm in South Africa now, because then I build up again. Yeah save up and get ready again and go for the next three months and lovely yeah yeah but completely nomadic absolutely nomadic a full-time house sitter and since the 14th of july last year i yeah. have never not had a place to stay right it's fantastic yeah. i mean that's yeah no it's i think it, the mind boggles for some yeah. people um i just i love my house and yes. nesting in my own home and all of that but but i think it's a you know i think it's it's aspirational, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, having, especially having a sort of a, a, a minimalist mindset, yeah. you know, you know that you don't need yeah. all the stuff that everybody has. So, mm. no, so I was going to say, what, what advice would you give to a woman already in business, but that, that wants to grow, that wants to take the next step? Um, what what are the, what are, what should they be looking at? Should they be looking at themselves, or should they be looking at the world ab around them, or their competitors? Well, I mean, obviously the, one looks at competitors, but but in what manner do you look towards taking that next step to grow? I first of all, I have a thing about putting your energy anywhere else besides figuring you out mm -hmm. and answering mm -hmm. and answering your own questions for yourself. Because any advice that you're going to get from anyone in the mm. world 
it's going to come from their perception yes. and their experiences. Yeah. And it's also going to come from the formula that they are. We are each our own formula. Yes. Specifically, okay. within our DNA, we are designed to be a specific person. We are programmed, and the programming is, is sitting there. So if you take advice from anyone else, and this is where my astrological profiling comes in and is so important, and the bottom line is know yourself. It's one of the oldest statements that were ever said. Know thyself, right? In knowing yourself, you will realize you do have all the answers. Mm. But more than that, you are designed, according to each one of your traits, you are designed to be whoever you're meant to be, specifically. Mm. And then everyone turns to other people's advice. So, for example, if you take a business guru who's written a book and put it out there and said these five things, right? If they have very strong Capricorn energy, it's easy for them to keep structure. Okay. Extremely easy for them to keep structure. Yeah. You're now telling someone who is Sagittarius, who is completely different energy doesn't work from the space of structure works from the space of tapping in intuitively and and trusting and going on this space of um how am i going to impact the world that's going to make yeah. my next choice capricorn doesn't worry about how you're going to impact the world you we're, we're taking advice from people who are programmed completely differently so my advice to any woman is take the time to get to know yourself right i love that and listen to people, like listen mm. to people, but you have got to learn to sense your way through the world. Yeah, it's when when I always say to people that are pregnant who ask me advice, I always say, you know what, listen to other people's advice. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. mean that what they tell you is going to fit the way that you are or the way that you want to raise your child. So, so listen, but it doesn't mean you have to take that advice. Because I think often with advice, people feel obliged to take a piece of advice that's been given to them, which is not right. Yeah. But and, and the other big thing is people don't trust themselves. No. They don't know Which is why we take advice. Exactly. Exactly. Like just anybody else's risk but my own. That's yeah. what it is. I'll yeah. take anybody else's risk but my own. Yeah. And then it's, and then we can say, I got bad advice. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, and it's also fear-based. Completely. Completely. We are, and we're afraid to fail, right? Yes. We're afraid to fail. But failure is perception. It's completely yes. perception. Exactly. We tr we should we should be trying things, figuring it out, deciding mm. if we like it, if we don't like it. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to step away. We get so entangled in what we do and yes. so much investment. Yeah. We put so much investment. And one of the things that I love saying to my clients at some point, thank goodness we it's online because I'm sure <laughs> one day someone would throw something at me, is. At some point, you can only grow if you're wasting time or wasting money. Yeah. At some point, you've got to, and it's the perception that it's wasted. It's the yes. ego's perception mm. that it's wasted. But So then how do you see failure? I see failure as it's literally the opportunity for me to figure out how do I figure out more about myself. Yeah. If this hasn't worked out, and I say this a thousand times, I'm going to say it again. We get what we need and not what we want. Yeah. So that failure has come along because there's deeper to go. There's, there's somewhere Something further. to work out. Yeah. There's deeper to go. Yeah. So failure, in fact, is not a failure. It's a lesson. 
Come, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, to, to learn. It's yeah. a, it's an opportunity. How at the end of the day, how will you measure your life? I will definitely measure my life by the freedom that I gave myself to do it my way. Okay. That will be my thing. At at the end of the day, I will I will want to ask myself, have I did I stick to doing it my way? Okay. Which is everyone's concern. Who's that? So I did it my way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um it's such an important thing because a lot of people are concerned about me right now, right? It, it, the lifestyle that I've chosen doesn't take away from the fact that I'm a successful businesswoman, right? No. I have all of that. Yes. Um, but everyone's now saying, but you have nothing to show for it. There's, no, there's nothing tangible to show for it. I don't own a property. I don't have a car. So to hold, <laughs> on to, <laughs> to hold on to that and to be true to myself as I get older, because that's everyone's concern. Uh, yes, you can't be okay. a nomad when you're 80. Why not? Exactly. Exactly. And I believe that the world is going to change. And as it changes, I will adapt and I will change. Yes. So for and a me, new journey may come along. Uh, absolutely. So to know that I've been true to myself, because there's been a long time that I haven't been true to myself right. in so many different ways. Do you regret that? Or do you see it as part of your learning journey to where you are today? It's so funny. I, um, I don't regret it. I really and truly don't because I realize how much opportunity it, yeah. it, it's given me. But I do have to share one of my biggest fears. And bless my dad. I, I tell this story so many times. But it's an important one because when I was young, there was no cell phones. Mm -hmm. You know, there was nothing like that. I must have been six or seven years old. We were in um, Durban on holiday and we went out for dinner and I went to the bathroom and my dad went to the bathroom and he was supposed to wait for me mm. and he forgot. And I came out and I was waiting and waiting and then the manager came and went into the bathroom and there was no one there. Oh. And I remember they gave me a bowl of, of mints and they like sat me down at the reception and I waited and I, I just thought my family was never coming back. And made me very very scared and nervous to be alone or be on my own for a long time yeah so the I'm fact sure that, yeah so the fact that i'm doing this traveling is mind-boggling boggling to me yeah but what it did do was there were a lot of opportunities that i missed out on because i didn't want to do it alone mm. And one of my biggest ones, I don't have regrets, except for it's sort of kind of a regret because it pushed me to where I am now. I was in Dallas. I'm the hugest country music fan, oh, like one of the hugest it, country yeah. music fans. Um, and there was a, I was there for the CMA concert. Oh, <laughs> I was there for the CMA concert, yeah. not the awards, but the concert. Jealousy. It <laughs> <laughs> was amazing. The artists I saw were amazing. But there was a full day festival yeah. where there were just people playing the whole time. And my friends didn't want to go. And I, and it, was, it wasn't so long ago. I mean, I was in my 40s already. Yeah. Um, and I didn't go because it was, uh, it was just too big and scary for me. So a lot of me becoming this nomad has been overcoming it. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, I missed some artists on that day. That was incredible. Um, and that shifted me. That, that trip shifted me. I was yeah. determined. And I did a lot of work. Into my self-worth list. Um, I teach people to understand the voices of the ego, which is the victim and the child. And then to understand what is your victim saying and what is your child yeah. saying. 
So my child was always saying, you're going to get lost and no one will find you. Yes. But then what does the adult say to the child? So now the adult says to the child, you have a cell phone, you have data, you have a voice, you didn't have a voice then, you can ask people, mm. there's Uber, there's a train, there's, and that's how I had to reprogram myself. Mm. Because every time I think of a new adventure, so can you imagine when, um, when the customs said to me, go to the other side, you yes. don't have a, there's no, you don't know where you're going to stay, you don't know what you're going to do. That immediate inner child was yeah. just like lost, alone, abandoned, and then it's to remind yourself You've got who's to talk the adult. Yourself through it. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. the adult here? Yeah. And to get yourself back to the adult. Final words before we do the my quick questions, oh, okay. my quick fire questions. But my final question for you is telling telling all of us that 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 are listening, just your your words of wisdom and advice for the world and going fu- into the future. Because we're sitting we're in a in a world that is. Uh, I mean, there are very few words that can describe where we're actually sitting with war in Europe, uh, not only in Europe, um, you know, the potential of war all over the place. When you look at what's happening in Kenya now, Mm. you know, all of those things, the things that are happening in our own country. What is what is your worldly advice knowing? So my worldly advice is change the game that you're playing. So. We have got to imagine that life was like a train set where we got to plan and there was direction and we had focus and we knew what we were going to do in five years or we were planning what we were going to do in five or ten years. Life is no longer the same. No. Pack away the train set and know that you're now flying a kite. The wind is going to take it where it needs to go. Yeah. But what you have to realize is your feet, if your feet are firmly on the ground, you can navigate yourself through anything. And that feet firmly on the ground is... It's two things. It's belief in yourself yeah. and whatever your faith is. We have got to establish some type of faith. I'm not talking about a religious faith. No. I'm talking about a what, what do I believe that holds me firm in the times when life is chaotic and scared? What do I believe about myself? Yeah. And what do I believe about how life works? And if you have those two things, what I know about myself or understand about myself and what I understand about the world and how it works, if you put those together, you'll have faith right. that things will work out. Yeah, yeah. The big thing is you have got to get to the core of who you are, not who the world has told you you are. Uh, and uh. you've got to get to the core of what you believe, not what you've been told to believe. Would you say it's also a lot about moving on from who you are and what you believe about yourself is it also re-looking at the way that you react to to the situation because a lot of it is not necessarily how you see the world maybe but how you react to what's happening out there absolutely and you we can't react to an old mindset we Mm -hmm. have to react to a new mindset and and the new mindset is nothing is certain no nothing nothing is certain and how are you going to manage uncertainty yeah and brave uncertainty. And I do want to say, ask yourself why you have what you have. Ask yourself why you have what you have. Yeah. With what's happening financially and in all these different aspects, just we've got to figure out why it's so impor- important to hold on to all the things we are holding on to. Yeah, uh, that I definitely yeah. I, I agree with that 100,000%. Yeah. Quick fire questions. Okay. 
Big important one for you. Star sign. Libra. <laughs> Same as my husband. Chocolate or chips? Oh, chips for sure. <laughs> do you, have, you have tattoos. I do. <laughs> what school did you go to? Greenside High and Greenside Prime. <laughs> okay. Tea or coffee? I'm going to go with tea. I used, it used to be tea. It used to be tea. I drank too much of it. Uh, <laughs> I had to stop. So now it's a cup of coffee a day. Okay. You introduced me to hibiscus tea, which yes, I still love. Yes, yes. Cook or eat out? Completely cook. Best part of your day? First thing in the morning. And first thing you think about in the morning? My, quick, quick, I, I, I pick a word for either year. So okay. I think about that word straight away okay. and I wake up. Okay. Do you want this to share? Year, yes, this year's word is mystery. Last year's word was adventure. Okay, well, yeah, fitting. <laughs> Creative morning or night? Morning, absolutely. Who's your favorite writer? I have to say two because I love them both. Um, Paolo Coelho and, okay. and David Mitchie. Okay. What makes you nervous? Doing certain things alone. Uh, favorite getaway? The ocean. Anywhere by the ocean. <laughs> How do you feel about social media now? Oh, love, hate, love, hate. <laughs> Such a love, hate. And with so many changes <laughs> coming down the pipeline and, oh, yeah. What's in your bag that you can't live without? My my lip ice. I think I've got four at the moment. Like my shimmery lip. <laughs> <laughs> if you could switch lives with anyone, who would it be? Pink. Oh wow! I love that. What song is currently making you dance? Oh, Shania Twain's got a new song. So Shania Twain's new song, "Waking Up Dreaming." It's the most beautiful song. I am literally dancing to it every day. Fantastic! I'll have to listen to oh, that it's one. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me. I've loved it. It's gone so oh, fast. No, it was amazing. Thank you. I've loved the questions and the opportunity to just reminisce for myself. Yeah, and I think we're going to have to have you back to talk more about lifeology yeah, and your and numerology and astrology and, and all that side of your, of your business would, as well. I would love to. Fantastic. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you. An amazing opportunity. Thank you for listening to Janet Generally Speaking. You can hear a new episode each Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please help us by rating, liking, sharing and following as it helps us to be found. Follow us on our social media platforms. You can find the links in the podcast description. Thanks for listening. Until we chat again.